Come Holy Spirit. Come Lord, as always, we give you permission to do what you desire. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit. Illuminate these scriptures for us, Lord, particularly the great passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Reveal to us the face of Christ. Convict and console our hearts. Lord, speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the man. So Pontius Pilate says, as he brings Jesus out, after having him scourged, presents him to the people. Behold the man. As we come today and we are here, participating in this Good Friday service, the veneration of the Holy Cross, the reading of the Passion, when we look upon Christ crucified, maybe it is an image for us that has become too familiar. It is something that we wear on our necks, that we have on our walls, and has become very familiar to us, Christ crucified. So Pilate invites us, the scriptures, the Holy Spirit, through the voice of Pilate, invites us again and anew to behold the man. Now in that moment in history, as Jesus was there scourged, the words of the prophet Isaiah that we read in the first reading today are fulfilled. There was no stately bearing in him that would attract us to him. So marred was his appearance beyond that of a man. Do we see him standing there? There is nothing to attract us to him. And there is nothing attractive about him being crucified. And he is so scourged and so marred that he doesn't even really look like a man anymore. Exteriorly. But the truth is, is that interiorly, Jesus is the true man. The one whom reveals who we are as men and women to ourselves. That if we want to look upon what it means for us to be men and women, then we look upon Christ himself. And as we see, Jesus here is the new Adam who has taken upon our sin exteriorly. And this manifestation of it there. But interiorly, he, he is the true man. But Adam... And us, when we sin, like nothing about our physical appearance really changes. But interiorly, we lose the likeness to Christ that grace gives us. So to behold Jesus is to, in a sense, like see that effect in him. But, but if we can look with the eyes, if we can look with the eyes of faith, whom do we see? Because he looks weak. And defeated. We think of David and Goliath really here. That as Jesus is going to offer his life really to do battle with Satan for the salvation of our souls. Then, then to everyone there, right? To everyone there who's looking with the eyes of the world. They're saying, 
You were defeated. You are a poor, defeated man. Lower than a man. And they mock him. I can imagine on that battlefield when Goliath was there, this huge giant of a man with all of the armor and all of his weapons, and young David, a boy, walks out, no armor, and armed with stones. He laughs at him. And everyone else is like, this is ludicrous. But David, believing in faith in the power of God, uses a stone and slings it at the head of Goliath and that stone becomes embedded in the head of the giant and he dies and it is over. The whole army gives up. Because David says the battle is the Lord's. So as Christ is crucified and he looks weak, even weaker than David against Goliath, what do we have? Jesus is the true rock. And where is he crucified? On Golgotha, on the place of the skull. So it is Jesus the rock who is slung into the place of the skull, into the place of death, seeming to have the last and final word. But as he is embedded upon Golgotha, then death is defeated. And our victory is won. Can we see that? Can we look upon Christ crucified and see his power and his strength? Or maybe because we hate our own weakness that it might bother us that Jesus would choose this way to manifest his love for us. But Zechariah tells us, the prophet Zechariah tells us, if we look with the eyes of faith, it says, they will look upon him whom they have pierced. They will look upon him whom they have pierced. This is this prophecy. And what happens when they look upon whom, him whom they have pierced? On that day, he says, a fountain will be opened. And for the house of David, there will be purification of sin and uncleanness. Many people that day saw simply a poor, weak, dead man. With the eyes of faith, we see Christ whose heart is pierced for us and a fountain of mercy flowing through, flowing forth from him. And it becomes a cleansing of sin. And not only that, the forgiveness of sin is just for something greater, which is deep communion with Christ. That we are washed clean to be drawn into his very heart. That we then are transformed so that we become the men and women whom the Lord has created us to be, manifesting the glory of God. So as we look upon him whom we have pierced, St. Paul says, gazing upon him with unveiled face, then we are transformed from glory unto glory. Let us pray today on this Good Friday that maybe as the world looks upon Christ and the world looks upon the church and they see silliness 
and weakness. But we see in his poverty, we see strength. And the one who defeats the enemy out of love. And from his heart, flowing the fullness of mercy for us. That we might know whom we are in him here and forever in eternity. Behold the man. Behold him who was pierced for us. And on that day and every day will be opened for us the rivers of everlasting mercy. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.org.